All right, Hope students, welcome back. This is Chris, obviously, joined today by Connor. What's up, guys? That was Connor. So, Connor, as you know, this starts off with an intro question. Um, You're super involved at school. You're doing a lot of things. Uh, What do you think is your favorite thing that you do at school and why? Mm. Good question, Chris. Um, My favorite thing is probably um, leading a small group with my fraternity and just like living life with those guys and playing soccer with them and playing volleyball, like intramural stuff and just getting to know them and hearing their stories and um, kind of tearing down some misconceptions I had about what Greek life looked like. And now I am a member of Greek life. And so in the midst of all that stuff, um, doing stuff with my fraternity brothers is probably my favorite part of school. And in volleyball and soccer, are you the best player or is someone else? Volleyball, I am the best player. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little humble brag. Yeah. But soccer, absolutely not. But right. soccer is so much fun. It but I'm one, but I'm really bad at it. Could potentially be my favorite sport, so I'm right there with you. All right, guys. Well, again, I I ask long intro questions and take up too much of your time. So we're gonna go ahead and send it right over to dive, Connor. Dive right in. Take it away. Okay, awesome. Um, hey guys, I'm Connor. I'm a junior at George Mason University, if you didn't know, and we're talking about fraternities. I'm a member of Beta Theta Pi, in case anyone was wondering or that means anything to you. Uh, today, I wanted to take a quick minute and talk about stoves, and I know that sounds a little weird right off the bat, but I'm hoping it'll make some sense by the end. Um, I really like metaphors, and I think that if we put pictures to what we feel and experience, it makes us makes it a little bit clearer for ourselves to decide if we want to change something. Um, And so today, the metaphor is a stove. And I'm going to be talking about the stuff in our lives that our parents and teachers, siblings, and friends have told us is a bad idea. And we don't believe them until we get burned ourselves. And it would be just as if someone told you that the stove was on, and then you placed your hand on the metal, and you got a really serious burn. And to be honest, I've done this a million times, from little mistakes to some quote-unquote big ones. I have not taken people's advice with the stoves in my life and have walked right over and injured myself. Sometimes I even understand the danger of the situation, but press on anyway. And then after the fact, I'm confused that I got hurt. And this strange behavior um, reminded me of some scripture that I thought might be helpful to share. It's from Romans 8, which is a letter from Paul that, wrote, that he wrote to the church in Rome, and it's 18 through 20, and it goes like this. Uh, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. Now, that's a little wordy, so I'm going to read it one more time just so we uh, really get it. But again, it's, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desires to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. And again, that's Romans 8, 18 through 20. 
this verse has been really helpful to me as I've pursued a relationship with Jesus, but have felt ashamed because I make a lot of mistakes. My desire, like the verse says, has been to do what is right, but I'm not always good at executing that desire. Many times I've ended up making some silly mistake instead, knowing that I shouldn't. God created us to be perfect, but we chose sin. So God decided to send Jesus to save us, which he successfully did. But in the meantime, until we go to heaven, we are stuck with these sinful bodies. These sinful bodies, and mine specifically, that has pursued drugs and alcohol and sexual relationships. My sinful body, which cannot see past the momentary pleasures of this world, even though Jesus died for me. And my sinful body, which ignores what I want to do and does exactly what I do not want to do. It's like when we are tempted with a sinful situation, we get tunnel vision and can only see what is right in front of us. And some of the dumbest decisions I have made, I look back in hindsight at all the things I could have done differently. But in the moment, I thought that my only choice for people to like me or to be accepted in my group of friends or to be cool or to escape the pain of my mom starting to date again, um, all I could do was the stupid decision I made. Um, There were all these other options, but I couldn't see past the quick pleasures of this world. Listen when I say that most sin seems so good in the moment. That moment of pleasure, though, is brief because sin leads to broken relationships, hurt feelings, physical ailments. It leads to death. If I were to stop this podcast right now, it would seem like a pretty dark place. But God does not leave us in this despair. There is hope, friends, and I have another passage that I'm thrilled to share. Um, This one's from Colossians 3, and it's verses 1 through 4. And it says, If then you have been raised with Christ... Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. This is such good news, and it reminds me of God's infinite grace for his people. God loves each of us so much, and through each mistake I have made, big or little, I am hidden with Christ. God sees Christ's glory, not my mess. This is also such a good reminder because I oftentimes forget about the things above. Quite frequently, I get stuck on things that are on earth, like what am I going to do on a Friday night? Or binging Netflix so long that that little question comes up asking if I'm still watching? Or finding unhealthy ways to escape when I'm anxious instead of turning to God or the people that love me? There is so much for us in Jesus, and for me personally, it has been so much more life-giving than the way I used to live. Pursuing the Lord, reading His Word, praying, and journaling have fulfilled me so much more than a beer or spending the night at a girlfriend's house. One of the things that took me a long time to process is the fact that I have so many burns. I have been told countless times about things that can hurt me and have refused to listen. Instead, I go right up to the burning hot stove and my and place my hand on it. I forget what I know is good and focus solely on the things of this earth, and the result is me getting hurt. I think a question you might be asking yourself right now is, what should I do with all these past mistakes? And it's definitely one that I've asked before, Um, but let me share, um, kind of in closing, what has brought me some peace. Uh, I try to turn my burns into blessings, and that's kind of a corny phrase, but I keep it in the back of my head, And a couple of Sundays ago, a friend of mine shared that being blessed is a state of well-being in your relationship with God. And that is exactly what we must allow God to do when we choose to accept the promise of Jesus Christ. God doesn't see our mistakes if we follow Jesus. 
All he sees is his own glory. Therefore, we should move on from our mistakes as well. Shame is a real thing, and I feel it all the time, but that is not from the Lord. When I keep my eyes on Jesus, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, I no longer feel the weight of where I have, quote-unquote, messed up. I see his perfection in the fact that I have died to my sin, and I am raised with him. This is a slow process, and there definitely are some days where I struggle to see Jesus over my shame, but it is a continuous fight, and I will never give up hope in the good news of the gospel, and I hope you don't either. The other thing, and this is definitely my last thing, I try to use the places that I've been burned to help other people avoid the stoves in their lives. Each of our stories has the chance to save someone else from the road that leads to death. I think the first reaction to this idea is that we're scared to let people know how messed up we are. The truth is, it is because of this mess that we ought to tell people about our stories. We learn more from each other when we are open and honest about the burns that we have experienced. Because our story can help another person avoid where we've gotten hurt. Don't be ashamed of your burns. Because God sees Jesus' perfection when he looks at you, and that is precisely why you are blessed. What I desperately want for anybody listening is to know that God loves you. He loves you more than your last mistake you made. Um, I hope each of you seeks what is above and avoids getting burned, but always remember no one is perfect, so I promise that all of us will continue to make mistakes because we're still stuck in these sinful bodies. The goal of life is to keep trying to be better and remember that our hope and value is not what it, what's in this world, but in what is with our Father in heaven. Thanks, you guys. Back to you, Chris. Connor, thank you so much. Uh, I feel like that's super relatable for a lot of reasons, but I know there's countless times in my life where someone has told me not to do something, and I'm like, oh, it'll definitely be different for me. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I... I know that sucks for you, but for me, there's no way it goes that way. Yeah. And most of the time it goes that way. Yeah. And I think, I think when we put it into that stove metaphor, then we can't, uh, we can't turn into, well, it was different. It's going to be, it was for you that way, but it's going to be different for me. It's like, no, yeah. Same actions lead to the same mistakes and same injuries. But the best news is that God redeems and forgives it all. And no matter how many scars we get from that stove, Amen, brother. God covers it up. So I love it. Thank you for that message. And thanks for your time. Dude, thanks for inviting me. This was super fun. Of course. And Hope Students, that's it for today. So uh, thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again soon. Peace and love, guys. Bye. Bye.